Hello and welcome to the AdNog Podcast, the podcast for the Adelaide.net user group. I'm your host, David Gardner. This is a recording from our October 2017 meeting, an introduction to the Microsoft Bot Framework. In this talk, Sam Fernando steps us through the basics of the Microsoft Bot Framework, developing bots, hosting in Azure, and connecting with channels like Facebook, Skype, and Cortana. And now, over to the presentation. Okay. Thanks for coming in, everyone. Um, even though it's it was raining, glad it stopped. Uh, for those who don't know me, I'm uh, Sam. Um, I work for ASG Group, and uh, I'm a senior uh, solutions architect. So, uh, who here has already worked with the bot framework? You know, who's built bots, deployed? No. Okay. So you're gonna learn a lot, I guess. Um, so today, I, I'm, I'm, I won't be writing too much code, but I'll actually try to cover all the framework, its capabilities, and uh, what you can and cannot do, and actually show you some uh, cool demos. Um, so uh, in terms of the agenda, I'll take you through the bot framework, um, you know, what components it's got, and uh, how they actually tie together and, and work together. Uh, the capabilities of the framework, so there's many things, so I will actually show um, quite a few. Uh, and then I'll talk about the channels, and then hopefully actually show you how to do a deployment and how to link it up with the channel. Deploying and debugging, you know, the, the, the million-dollar question, I mean, you know, can I, can I debug it? You know, how, how hard is it or how easy is it? Um, so I'll tell you about that. And I'm going to go through some design considerations. Uh, you know, what does it mean uh, to actually design a bot? I mean, you know, like, like a website, you know, there's obviously good design practices and bad design practices. So I'll, I'll cover uh, a few. And um, the bots cannot, can be submitted to a marketplace, so I'll, I'll talk a bit about that and uh, what you need to actually do this stuff. So people ask me, I mean, when I talk about bots, you know, everyone, everybody knows a website, everybody knows uh, a mobile app, uh, a responsive web UI, so you know about that. But when people uh, talk about bots, some people get confused. What is a bot? What it can do? So a bot, by definition, is a device or piece of software that can execute commands, reply to messages, perform routine tasks as online searches, either automatically or with minimal uh, human intervention. So it's quite, you know, quite user-friendly uh, by the looks of it, and, and it can do quite a bit. So, uh, so we'll actually see that uh, how Microsoft have actually designed the framework in a way to actually accomplish all of this and, and go beyond. So uh, let's look at the actual framework. Uh, this was released back in 2016, and um, it's pretty much like a new canvas for developers. Um, I mean, previously, like, you know, if you want to do a website or a mobile app, there's plenty of frameworks. I mean, you've got Samarin and, and all kind of stuff for, for mobile uh, app development, um, you know, Cordova and, and, and the other stuff. And you've got the other bootstrap and whatnot for the front ends, uh, and your jQuery for um, your uh, JavaScripting. But there wasn't really a better platform uh, in the market when it comes to building bots. Uh, and bots aren't new. I mean, it's, it's not really like the bots were invented last year. Uh, bots were there like since a long time, but they were like really language specific and channel specific. So you could have developed a bot back in like you know, a few years ago just for Facebook, for example, uh, but not, uh, not, not for anything else. So that's where this really excels uh, and really brings new opportunities for businesses. I mean, um, today we'll actually talk a bit about the business as well, not just uh, us, the devs. Um, and it's really a personal way to access, discover, and interact. Uh, with uh, an entity. And uh, Microsoft is actively investing in the bot framework and working with other providers to bring more channels in. So in terms of the, I mean, for, for, a, for a business person, an exec or a manager, what does it mean to have a bot? Um, you know, you could potentially enhance your productivity by having a bot. Uh, reach customers through multiple platforms, just as you would do uh, with um, other, plat uh, other you know, app uh, frameworks. Uh, and you can actually engage in a much more natural way. So you're not typing in, you're not filling in a form, you're not um, like, you know, uh, clicking menus and like, you know, um, seeing screens, but you're actually more, uh, uh, it's, the engagement is, is much more natural. And, um, and you got uh, your products and services communicated through highly, um, you know, highly, like, you know, high traffic platforms like Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. Lots of companies are f on Facebook and Twitter. Um, reduce human assistance and improve customer experience and stuff like that. So there's a lot of benefits even for a business. 
Um, so these are the building blocks of the actual framework. So um, you got something called the bot builder, which is the, which is pretty much the SDK, and um, and you could write bots using .NET and Node.js, and um, it's it is pretty much the framework for you to actually do a bot, and it, it gives you guidance as to what it can do, and uh, and you'll actually see how easy it is as well, and uh, and there's large set of code samples in on uh, GitHub, so you can see all the different sample codes. Um, if you want to, if you want to uh, get started pretty quickly, and the next big thing, and and the brains of the actual uh, the bot framework, is the actual bot uh, the bot framework uh, portal or the bot connector. Uh, this is what Microsoft is actually um, hosting for you. So you've got the SDK to build the bots, and then Microsoft runs the portal and the actual connector service. Um, it is the central portal for you to register and manage your bots. So it's like you know, um, it's like your dev uh, portals. You know, for Facebook, you got to create an app um, uh, in in the dev portal. So just like that, you you'll be managing all your bots through this portal, and um, and then you got your channels. So that's the next big thing. So channels are pretty much the ways of exposing your bots. Um, you know, Facebook, Slack, um, you know, Twilio for uh, for SMS based uh, bots, uh, Skype, Skype for business, Skype for consumer, um, or have it have a bot running as a web chat. Um, and then, uh, and also exposed through uh, Cortana. But, like last but not least, um, you know, there's all the smarts that you can add. I mean, um, so I think a few months ago you had the uh, the cognitive services presentation, uh, I, I believe. And um, so, cognitive services can be connected through to the bot framework to actually make the bot smarter. So I'll actually show you a little bit of that as well. So make your bot smarter so that they can self-learn and then they can. Um, um, you know, uh, interact a, bi a bit more naturally. So this is a very famous diagram on the MSDN. If you have actually been to uh, this portion of an MSDN, so you got the bot web service or e the SDK, and that's pretty much where we sit. You know, you write your bot using the SDK, and uh, that exposes different APIs for you to do different things. And um, and then you got the bot connector service, which is pretty much a service run by and and hosted by Microsoft. So this is the part that you don't actually see, uh, but the part that actually Microsoft facilitates for you. And, uh, and you'll actually realize that uh, in a bit as well. And then you've got the cognitive services on the side so that you can do the additional stuff. And as you can see, the bot that you actually write is quite generic. You don't have to worry about writing a bot just for Facebook or just for you know, Slack or just for uh, Skype or um, you know, GroupMe or, or, or WebChat. So you're not really writing like a, a bot for each channel, but you actually write your bot once. And then the bot connector service deals with all the channels. So that's where Microsoft is actually focusing quite a lot to bring other channels in. Um, I mean, they even got uh, like you know, Microsoft Teams. Um, you know, they've got, um, um, what's the, yeah, so Slack is quite there for like team collaboration. And, uh, and they're bringing in more and more. Um, any questions about that? We'll just keep going. Yep. Uh, so let's look at a couple of use cases, like you know things that you could potentially do. Um, you know you could do some sort of customer self-service. You know all the customer self-service things that you actually get to work with these days are like you know just websites. You know every everybody got a portal. Every every company has their own my account or my portal kind of thing. So you can actually do most of that through uh, a bot as well. Um, so customers can. Um, you know, get to know about your products and services. You can actually get uh, customers connected to your field staff as well. Um, look up knowledge bases. You know, how, how many how many times do you actually have to, like, you know, stay on the stay on the line or try to go through like too many pages just to find a piece of information? So bots can assist with that, and uh, a bunch of other reasons that I won't talk too much about. Um, so let's look at all the channels that's that's available. So you got uh, Facebook Messenger, you got Skype, uh, both Skype for consumer and business. You got email, so yeah, bots can actually run through uh, as an email message. And uh, you got Teams, you got WebChat, Cortana, uh, Twilio for SMS and stuff like that. So okay, so enough talking. Let's let's look at a couple of demos. Um, so first of all, I, I mean, there's two ways of actually writing a demo. So I'll actually show you uh, the two kinds. I mean, you can easily do something in Visual Studio. Pretty easy. All the code samples are based on Visual Studio. So it's pretty easy. You open up a sample code, and you can run it pretty much. And I'll show you how to 
uh, debug and, um, and simulate. And then I'll actually show you how to run a, a bot in Azure and uh, potentially do a deployment as well uh, before we go ahead with the rest of the features. So, um, so GitHub has um, a nice page with all the framework components, and this is open source as well, so you can actually see exactly what the framework is doing. Um, my Visual Studio is booting up. And uh, so you can exactly see uh, how things are actually working uh, inside the connector service, and then you can actually tweak the SDK uh, to your needs as well. So if I... Is that clear enough for everyone? Uh, yeah. Is it better? One more? Yep. All right, if you can actually see, the, I, I won't go into too much detail, but you'll actually see here that you've got... Um, So within the, the bot builder solution, you actually got the framework components. And then when you scroll down, you'll actually got um, all of your samples. So I won't actually drill down too much into the actual framework, but I'll actually show you what it can do um, without actually talking about the classes and the functions um, that's available. Because the framework itself is quite large, and we cannot cover all of that in one session. Um, so in terms of the samples, I mean, this is just uh, one... Um, just one little sample um, solution. So there's like multiple things that you can do. So I'm just going to open up um, my, um, uh, my simple demo, and then I'll show you what, what it can actually do. So if you actually take the, the actual bot itself, it's um, a web API project. So how many of you are familiar with web API? So if you have written a web API project, or you know, um, like you know how web services work, so your bot itself is a is a little web service. So what it will actually do is uh, listen to the messages coming in, and then do some like you know uh, 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 perform some functionality on it, and then respond back, uh, or go and do some some other background task. So um, so you got your main messages controller. So you got your web API config, um, and your messages controller will actually um, um, have a function call um, your uh, message received, and that's where you actually receive the message. You look at the message, you inspect it, um, and then you take some action. So the example that I've actually got is a pretty pretty simple one. It doesn't have any of the any of the smarts uh, or any of the um, the advanced capabilities. So it's just listening into a, to a piece of text and actually just responding back. So that's what I actually got. So when it's getting a message called rich text, I'm actually just replying back with. Uh, with a hello. Uh, so I'll actually show you how this actually works. So if I actually um, uh, start debugging, um, you can actually see, since it's a web API, it is a web service. So there's no UI. So that's where... Um, so it's a web API, so it hasn't got any interface unless you actually connect to a certain channel. But that's where you got the bot simulator. Um, that's where the bot simulator comes in handy because you want to debug your bot and you want to see how, um, how it actually works before you actually deploy uh, that on the web. So once we've, we've got the, uh, the bot running, and um, so that loads up. So it's running on localhost. So it's running on localhost 3984. And I'm just going to go into my um, bot simulator. So I've got that. And as you can see, it's running on a web API and an endpoint call um, API slash, uh, slash messages. That's your endpoint. And uh, what, the, what the simulator would actually do is now it will start chatting uh, with the bot, uh, which is running on your localhost. So we can say, let's say hi. Let's see if we can get something back. Um, no, because I didn't. 
of unauthorized. Yeah. So I actually had this bot deployed to the web. Um, so it's actually got. Um, should do the trick. So when you actually register a bot with the Microsoft Bot Connector service, it gives you uh, an app ID and a, and a secret. So you can't use that in the simulator. It doesn't work that well. But if I actually remove that, now it's working. So I'm listening in for, for a plain text or um, an additional uh, text that the bot is actually looking for. And then we should be able to get that um, response back. So we just got a simple hello. Uh, and that's exactly what I had. So I had in my code just look for a certain message and then respond back. So if I now respond back with something like rich text, it will respond back with the specific rich text. So what the simulator would also allow you to do is to actually see the bot in action, see how it's responding, and, and see all the rich, uh, the rich messages that it can actually publish. Because if I do something like uh, uh, an audio clip, it, it's actually going to send me uh, an audio clip back. Um, and um, so technically, we should hear some banjo music, but um, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Anyways, so the idea is that you're actually sending a message. And if you are actually looking at the, the right hand of the screen, for every message that you send, you actually get a response back. That's how the bot connector service is actually putting everything together. So the moment that you actually send a message, it gets serialized to JSON, goes to the bot connector service, and then off to the channel, and then back through to the actual customer. So this simulator is pretty much simulating both the customer and the bot connector service. So uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty simple like that. Um, so this could be like the simplest demo, but I'll actually come back to this later on. And um, in terms of deployment, um, so if you're purely working within Visual Studio, it's, it's simple as just creating a web app in Azure and then just publishing. You know, if you're already publishing web apps or web APIs to Azure, it's simple as that. So just go publish, pick your uh, publish profile, and then away you go. And that's pretty much it. So uh, deploying is easy. Um, Okay, so let's look at what other things that it can actually do. Um, so it's got the concept of dialogues. So I will actually touch on that and show you how the dialogues work. Because what I just showed you just now is it's a simple uh, a ping back. You know, you send a piece of text, you get something back. But the bot, the bot framework is not just that. Um, it's got some sort of form flow. So if you if you have created like you know apps where you got multiple screens, so you got one screen. You know, think of it like a menu, and then you pick some, pick an option, and then you get to another screen. Um, you can have that functionality within bots as well. Um, and then you got proactive messaging, rich messaging, which I'll actually show you. So just like you saw that when I said plain text, I got a plain text, and when I said rich text, I got something in bold. So um, so I'll show you what other things that it can actually do. Um, handoff to a human. So bots aren't always just electronic or digital. You know, sometimes people actually do want to talk to a real person. So you can do that as well, and add intelligence, which I'll show you. So, um, so what's a dialogue? Uh, dialogue pretty much controls the bot's conversation, um, and then it's um, it's it's a screen or dialogue-based navigation. Uh, it's got a life cycle. So you you start with one screen, and then you go to another screen, and another screen, and then come back again uh, to the main screen. Uh, so let's actually see how um, that's actually working. So I've actually got a couple of um, bots running in Azure. So I'm just going to go and uh, connect to them. So I won't go too much into the actual code, but I'll actually show you what the bot would do. And it won't be a simple you know, text reply. Um, so once we've got Skype up and running. So this is just Skype for uh, consumer. And I've got all of my bots loaded here. And uh, OK, so I've got a bot. Here, so let's say hi, and let's see what happens. So this is now running off of a, um, an Azure Web App, and uh, you might. 
So it said, it's not a valid option because it wasn't listening listening to high. It was actually listening to you know these two commands. So I'm just going to say, yeah, make a complaint. I'm not happy about this. And uh, as you can see, the bot is typing. Um, let's take down a few details. Yep, sure. Why not? Um, it's typing again. Fernando. Let's see what it says. Which email? Um, so I'm making a complaint. So I don't know. Uh, bad lighting for the projector. Let's see what it says. Okay, so now it's actually going to talk back to another system and then create uh, a complaint for us. And uh, as you saw before, so it's actually creating a case uh, within Dynamics uh, 365 right now. And uh, before that, it was actually asking me a series of questions, and it was quite structured. And um, and it was actually asking me in a quite a natural way. It wasn't saying like first name colon or uh, or last name colon, email um, and stuff like that. And um, and it actually gave me two options at the beginning as well. So rather than just like myself having to figure out what the bot can do, the bot gave me two options: you know, apply for a new permit or make a complaint. So it was easy as that. And um, so now it has actually gone into uh, Dynamics and have actually created a case. Um, and um, so you can talk to other um, applications. If you got your um, additional things like, you know, I don't know, it could be Office 365, it could be SharePoint, it could be Dynamics, it could be your ERP, uh, or even just do some custom SQL, uh, call another web service. So you can do anything you want uh, at the back of, you know, having a discussion with the customer. So... Uh, So I'm just going to go back and um, say hi again, and let's see what it says. So it's asking me th the same question again. What do you want to do? So now it knows that I actually finished the dialogue that I was in, the conversation finished. So it asked me, so it asked me a series of questions, and I answered all of that. Um, you know, the action was done. The, uh, a complaint was created. And now when I say hi again, it has put me back to the main screen, which is the two option. So now I could actually say, uh, uh, create a new permit, and now it'll actually ask me a different series of questions. So now it's asking me, um, it's asking me uh, for the first name again, and things like that. So it'll actually go into um, a different set of questions. Last name. So it's now asking me what location are you building at? Because I'm actually applying for a building permit. So it'll actually go like that, and even show you uh, a Google map. On, on the screen if I actually uh, continue on. So, so this is how the dialogues work. So you actually start with some options. You give your customer a choice. So you, they pick a choice, so think of it like a main menu. And then from that, you actually show a screen. It's not, it's not really like a web UI. You, you, know, you, don't, you don't actually interact with a bot like a web UI. So actually, you ask a series of questions and then present back with a different, like, you know, a different reply. And um, so that's, that's how the, uh, the dialogues work. So there are a series of screens linked together, and then you can build like menus and stuff like that. But it's still much more natural um, uh, than interacting with a website. So let's look. Uh, let's look at form flow. I'll actually probably skip this. So form flow. So flow, form flow is actually quite a structured conversation. It is like dialogues, but dialogues are purely there for you to actually have like a um, like a screen after screen after screen and 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 a chained uh, set of screens. But the form flow is actually there for you to actually build a proper form. So how do you do a proper form? So that's what I what I partially had in the previous demo. It was asking me, what's your first name and can I grab your last name? So that's what the form flow actually does for you. So the, so the dialogue concept will actually present you with a series of screens, and then the form, the form flow will actually um, um, bind that conversation to a model. So, I mean, if you're familiar with your normal classes, you can easily have like a class that uh, deals with all your questions and answers, and, then, and that binds your conversation to the model. So I'll actually show you what that means. Um, so if I go back to my... Um, so I've got another demo...
Um, so it's for structured data capture, and, uh, and it actually creates the dialogues for you automatically. So you mention the fields that you want to capture, so last name, first name, um, mobile number, email address, and then it will actually build you the screens um, that the bot would render. And it will actually reduce the time taken to develop a bot as well. And it's much more flexible. Uh, so I'll actually take, go back to another demo. So this time I'm going to talk to another bot. Um, so when I was actually asking for the details to create a complaint, this is what I had. So I simply had uh, a class called case query, and it's got a first name, last name, email, and, and a description, which is what I typed in as the complaint. And that's all I had. And the bot framework did everything else. It, it, had, it had the step-by-step -step conversation, and it was all based on all these prompts. So you could have easily said, like, just first name, but that's not going to be meaningful. So that's why you can actually prompt with a, a, a much more natural language and then, uh, and then go from there. So the bot builder, uh, the GitHub solution, has like advanced um, uh, examples. So I've actually, I've actually got a, uh, a bot called the Sandwich Maker. So it's one of the samples. And um, so let's see what it can actually do. So you'll, you'll actually see that the conversation is going to be much more structured. So it's not really like just saying hi and hello and you know, um, you know, here's your reference number or something like that. So it's going to be much more uh, structured. So hopefully it spins up. It is running on a free web app. So sometimes they can go down and take a while to actually spin back up. So hopefully it should work. Oh, there you go. Welcome to the sandwich order bot. So, um, so it's given me quite a few choices now. So, what do you like? You know, let's go for a BLT. And um, and then it'll ask me what size uh, of sandwich I want. I'm just gonna go six inch. And um, oh, sorry, you know, I didn't want a BLT. I want something uh, something else. So I'm just gonna go. Um, I, I wanted a different size. Um, no, you know, I picked the wrong one, so I'm just going to go back. And um, yeah, because I didn't want to, I didn't feel like a BLT. I'm going to go with a buffalo chicken. And then it's going to present me um, with uh, the next question because I already said that I wanted a six inch, because the only thing that actually changed was the type of sandwich. And I said I wanted a, um, a six-inch buffalo chicken. And what else did I say? Yeah, that's all I said, six-inch. And then um, what kind of bread? I'm just going to say I'm just going to say flat. And uh, flat bread. Nope. So it it knew that I I don't know how to type. So I'm just going to go with exactly like how it's programmed. So it's going to give me flat bread. Yep. And uh, what kind of cheese I want? American. And it's asking me what toppings do I need. Uh, so I'm still not sure about my um, uh, cheese. I'm just going to go back. Going to go with something else. And uh, so it seems like I like all these toppings. So rather than just saying one by one, I'm just, I'm just going to say um, all. Um, yeah, so those are my toppings. And um, yeah, because I said everything. I could have just said one, two, three, one, two, five, or just, or just like, you know, pickles and lettuce and jalapenos or something. So uh, I just said everything. And uh, for this, I could just go with um, ranch. Oh, I could have just entered the number itself. Uh, the total for the sandwich is five. Yep, that's okay. Uh, 
night so i said night and it automatically thought that you know i'm meeting at eight o'clock so yep that's fine um so likewise it will actually ask you a series of questions like that but as you saw it was actually a bit bit more smarter than uh than my previous demo because here you you got much more selection and 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 your engagement is much more natural because um you know i said things like back or all and this is how the form flow works so the form flow will actually do all of this for you and um so i'll actually show you um what that code actually looks like So this is my actual form. So this is how I actually got uh, the advanced stuff happening. So in my previous demo, all I had was a class with a with a bunch of properties, and then I got all the questions uh, on the screen straight away. But for this one, I actually had validations. Um, you know, it was actually giving me clear choices, and it was also looking at what I'm actually saying in terms of going back and saying all or everything. So um, so with like chain. uh like you know as you would normally do like chain functions you can actually build your form like this so it would say like you know welcome to the bot um and then what field are you trying to present so you still got a model behind this so if i actually if i actually go to this one that's still my order so that's my class and that's my model and the form flow is actually running off of a model but it's got more capabilities than um than a simple one so in terms of capabilities it can do validations So when I said toppings, it was actually doing some uh, uh, topping validation, and um, and it it also had like a specials uh, question that we actually didn't see. That's because I actually said uh, asked for a six inch, but it actually had a logic where if I was to request a foot long, it was trying to actually give me free cookies and free drinks, um, and um, and that was actually dynamic. That was the dynamic part of the the form flow. And then it actually got me to confirm. Um, so rather than just like keep going with uh the next question uh, it actually asked me you know the price is $5 is is it okay and then i had the choice of saying yes or no so if i said no then i would have actually gone back and and like change uh the parameters and then and then the form uh finished so that that's what the form flow would actually do um so rather than having a, a simple um um set of fields you can actually put smarts around it so you you got these navigation tips like you know go back uh asking for help and uh and if i actually type in help uh it actually grabs uh descriptions from uh if you can see this so i actually just said help and it actually picked up all the fields in my form flow and then it actually compiled this help text i didn't type this anywhere but it was actually picking all of this information from each of the fields that i had and then present you with a nice little help menu so you don't have to even type this in because you already typed in your fields into your model um and it's got the different field types as you saw you know it had multiple choice like you know i could have said like 1 2 3 or there were like clear choices where where there were buttons for me to press um proactive bot so this is where uh the bots can actually talk back to you so even the 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 demos that i've done so far i was typing in and then i got a reply back you know what if the bot wants to talk to you um you know how cool that would be um so i've got another bot called the application status bot um so this is a bot where um i don't know maybe i fill in an application i don't know what's happening so i want to like i um, want to find out what the status is so i've just said hi just to wake up the bot um and uh there's an exclamation mark which i don't like so let's actually try to talk to the bot in a different way so i think something's going on so 
So while I'm actually here, so let me actually show you what the bot framework portal looks like. So this is the bot framework portal where you actually register your bots. And uh, this is also like a, like a sandbox as well. You can actually test your bot without actually connecting to any channel. Or if you want to um, uh, change any setting, um, you know, change your name, the logo, the profile, the description, and all of that can be managed here. And then, as you can see here, you can actually connect to uh, any number of channels. So as I said, the bot framework itself is quite generic. And then, and then you can apply the same thing over multiple channels. So, uh, so even though it's not actually talking back to Skype, I could actually um, connect to the bot through this web chat. So this is the web chat component that you're seeing here, which is all automatically applica uh, uh, applied to the bot. Um, so I'm just saying application status. And um, it's just saying it's not finalized. So it, it, it just said, like, you know, we'll get back to you. So this is what exactly what would happen in Skype. So let's say you, you, you chat with the bot, and then the bot said, yeah, I'll get back to you. And then you actually close Skype, and you're not even there. You have to be logged in, but you're not actually actively talking to the bot. And, uh, and after some time, the bot will actually rem remember your details, and, uh, and it can actually talk back to you uh, straight away. So, uh, so what it will actually give you behind the scenes is, is like conversation IDs, is like uh, recipient IDs. So you've got a whole lot of metadata built into the framework that you can actually receive as, as the bot builder. And you can, what you can do is you can actually save that and then use that later on to actually talk to the customer later on. I mean, think about a scenario where you want to actually, uh, you're actually getting your customers to subscribe to a news or subscribe to special offers or something like that. So you could be sending newsletters, but you could also use bots to actually send your special offers uh, back to your customers. So I had a, a couple of seconds delay, but it might be too late, uh, too long. So that will come back uh, in a couple of seconds, and we'll just move on. So you can store the subscribe and the confirmation, uh, the conversation information. You could put it, put, you know, put it somewhere in Azure, like put it into a SQL database, and then use that later on. Um, and, uh, and you can uh, connect with your subscribers on demand. And what this means is you're actually reacting to your server-side events, like you know, a special offer coming up, something important happening in the server-side, and then you can get uh, uh, back to your customers straight away. Uh, how do you publish a bot to uh, Facebook? Um, so I, I simply had a bot published to normal Skype, uh, but if you want to do uh, a Facebook Messenger, um, if you if you actually follow the prompts, it's quite descriptive. Uh, but I won't actually go through the um, the all the steps. But what you would normally do is you'd have uh, a page. So I've got a page here uh, which I just closed. So I've got a Facebook page here called uh, Sam's Tech Shop. So it's, it's just a Facebook page. Um, and uh, what you would actually do is you'll actually register an app in the Facebook Dev Portal. And then where you will actually get all the app IDs and the secrets and stuff like that. Um, and this is how you would normally build like a Facebook app uh, or a game or something like that for Facebook. But this is also how you actually connect your bot to the Messenger platform. So once you have done all of that, um, you can actually uh, talk to the bot by simply talking to your page. Uh, so, so you can actually use that. Um, so I actually started talking, and it remembered that I, that I actually spoke to it. And it might actually now give me the next op, uh, the next question. So, so you would normally talk to the bot, talk to your Facebook Messenger, because lots lots of companies are now on Facebook uh, because of the wider uh, customer reach. And this is actually uh, triggering all sort of stuff back to Azure, where my bot is running, and uh, and that's actually sending all these responses back, and um, and and um, and that's how it works. So you don't have to be uh, advertising as such. So you could simply have the send message capability turned on on your page. And, um, and that's pretty much it. Um, so that's pretty easy. Um, and Cortana. So, so far, we've just typed stuff. Uh, and I had a Cortana demo built. And um, it, it gave me some trouble before, but I'm going to try it anyways. Hey, Cortana. No, doesn't want to respond. Hey, Cortana. No. Um, so anyways, you can actually say, hey, Cortana. Um, I might have actually switched to the wrong time zone again, because you need to be in the, uh, the American 
locale in US, not in AU. Um, so you can actually say, hey, Cortana, and talk to my bot. And that will actually do the same thing. So Cortana will actually pick what you actually said, turn that into text, and then pass it on to your bot. And then the bot can respond back. And, and the, the response is actually displayed within Cortana itself. Um, so Cortana is actually used by lots of companies for like, you know, um, corporate digital assistance. You know, you could be booking meetings or, or booking a meeting room or, or making a reservation um, uh, or, or you know, having, you know, having to see what's actually happening within the office. So you could actually use Cortana for, you know, something like that. Because Cortana is not, not, not so, um, you know, consumer-faced. Uh, so let's look at um, the, uh, the rich response capabilities of the bot framework. So I've got another bot that I've uh, got uh, created called the sample bot. Um, so let's see. So this is the same bot that I actually had, uh, that I actually showed before. Uh, so this is where I can say rich text um, and then uh, get some text back. Or I could actually say something like animation. And then uh, I'm going to actually respond back with an animation. Uh, yeah. So that's actually an animated card that actually has come back to me as a reply. Or I could have some said something like a video. And then that would actually send me, um, it's actually taking some time. Yeah, there you go. So it's actually taking, uh, breaking bad. It's actually taking in a YouTube clip. And it has actually embedded the YouTube clip in my, in my actual response. Or I could have just said something like, uh, a, a thumbnail, and uh, and I've got some text, you know, some with bold text, some with plain text, as well as uh, a nice little image. So this is like your rich response, rather than just sending in plain text. Uh, I want to give the user multiple choices, so I'm just going to send a carousel. So a carousel is something that you can actually scroll. You know, think of it as a slider, like a like a web uh, banner kind of slider. Um, or I could have said something like, you know, there's a there's a thing called uh, the hero card. So that's actually got like a larger image with with uh, a little text, and uh, it is taking some time because the image is actually loaded in real time uh, from the actual source. So if your image is actually too large, it'll it'll take time uh, for it to actually load. Um, you could also present like a receipt, uh, an invoice, and uh, and there's a mechanism for that. So you could actually have your customer's name, your uh, like invoice header details, your line items, and you could have a button where you can actually then show like a PayPal screen or a, or a Stripe screen uh, or, or something else, and then actually take the payment. So there's capabilities within the framework to actually do payment processing. Uh, or else, if you want your customers to actually authenticate themselves with, say, for example, you know Facebook. Uh, or, or, or their Microsoft Live ID, you can actually uh, make use of the, the authentication capabilities where your customers would be presented with the Microsoft login screen. And then you actually type, type in. Once you're authenticated, the bot gets the, uh, the token back and then uh, continue with the processing. So the bot can do uh, all of that as well. And, uh, and things like video clips, audio clips, um, and uh, all of that can be actually sent back. And uh, yeah, this time it actually played, but we didn't have any uh, audio. Um, so this is quite useful if you want to actually get, you know, send something meaningful back to the customers rather than just sending text. Um, you know, think of a scenario where uh, a customer is actually asking for instructions, and the bot is responding back saying, you know, click that, click this, do this, do that. But rather, you could actually send like you know video clips or images explaining uh, what it wants to explain. So you could uh, you could present uh, menus like this where they can press rather than having to type, and uh, you could have uh, uh, a carousel where you can actually scroll. So on a mobile device, it's quite it's much more user friendly than than in Skype because you could be scrolling and you could be just clicking on buttons, and then uh, and then you could have uh, uh, renderings like this. Uh, you could have video clips uh, or just plain text. Oh, this is actually uh, an SMS. So if you actually had like a rich message um, uh, a response coming out of your bot, but your channel is actually SMS, it'll automatically convert that message into something meaningful. So if I if I had something like this, 
um, an image, some text, and some buttons, it'll actually automatically convert that to plain text because you, ca you can't send that in an SMS. So the bot connector service is quite intelligent like that. And, uh, and there's a brand new concept uh, called adaptive cards. So adaptive cards is kind of like, uh, I'll actually get to the screenshot. So adaptive cards is, bit, uh, is pretty much like an HTML widget. So if you like, like you know, bootstrap and stuff like that, um, and HTML, you could actually be creating columns and rows and then presenting your um, uh, response like that. So here what you could actually do is you could have two columns, uh, the second column having an image and the first column having a couple of rows and then you have uh, like, a, like a final row with the submit button. So the, the markup is actually done in JSON where you can say like add column, add row and add this component to the row or the cell or something like that. And then this actually gets rendered uh, quite nicely rather than sending uh, in, in um, the bot frameworks rich messaging capabilities, you could actually be building your own rich uh, responses. So that's uh, called the adaptive cards. And uh, so the next thing I want to actually go through is how do you actually make a bot intelligent? So, so far everything was like, you know, like, you know, pre-configured. You know, I had my coding done and, and I was actually expecting every, um, you know, incoming message. I was actually listening for, you know, specific pieces of text. So how can I actually make the bot intelligent so it actually learns and, and just talk back to the customer in, in a much more natural way? So that's where the, uh, the cognitive services come into play. So you've got things like um, image recognition. You've got things like text analytics. And the, the one that I want to actually cover is called uh, Luis. So Luis is Microsoft's uh, natural language processing service, which will actually take a natural conversation and then turn that into something meaningful. Uh, that your bot can actually understand. And things like speech recognition, um, and you got Bing search and, and all of that stuff. Um, so Louise is language understanding uh, intelligence service. Um, it learns and adapts. So you got to train it. Uh, have you worked on uh, machine learning, Azure machine le Have you done anything with machine learning, anyone? So, um, so if you're familiar with machine learning or um, AI technologies, so what you'll actually do is you'll actually make it learn, I mean train it, so that it actually learns all the, all the different things. And then as you go and as the bot you know, converse with the clients, it actually learns about the phrases. So I could say I'm traveling from, from Adelaide to Sydney. Um, and then the next time I could say I want to make a reservation for, uh, for, for, a, for a flight from Adelaide to Sydney. So I could actually be changing my, uh, my phrases, but my parameters don't change. So it'll actually understand when I say I want to travel from Adelaide to Sydney versus I want a booking, uh, I want a flight booking uh, for Adelaide to Sydney or something like that. It'll actually learn that I'm actually talking about a from destination and a to destination, and uh, and I simply want to travel. Uh, so I'll actually show you how that works. So I'm going to jump back into um, the bot that I actually had. So I actually deploy uh, deployed a bot into Azure. So this is not now running as a web app. So the previous one that I had, uh, that was simply uh, a web app running on app service. So pretty simple. I mean, if you have deployed websites to Azure, you, you'll know how to play with this. You got your you know, published profiles, you got your stats, and you got your usual stuff. But uh, Microsoft came up with this hosted bot service, um, which is um, not, not entirely an app service, but it's a much more abstracted service. So if I was to actually go there, um, so rather than using Visual Studio, I could actually code my bot right in the, uh, the actual uh, portal itself. And that's simply my code. So I've got all of my code running in uh, Azure uh, without Visual Studio. And, um, and actually, actually start um, talking to it. So what with Luis, just like machine language, you actually have to create your... Um, uh, your models or your, um, you know, your intelligent, uh, you know, training session. So you got to feed some information so that it actually learns uh, what you're talking about. So I've, I've already got a uh, an application set up, and this is the Louis uh, portal, um, and um, and I'm actually going to go and train something. So uh, so an intent is your intention. What's your intention? What do you want to do? What you're trying to achieve? So, um, so I'm just going to say, 
I don't know, my name is Sam. And then I want to tell the engine that when I say my name is Sam, um, I'm actually talking about my name and, and what my name is. So I'm actually going to pick... Um, I'm actually going to train it and say my name is um, name. So when I actually try to talk to it, it will actually give me this um, information back, back into the bot, uh, the bot SDK. So I actually get what the function I want to perform and what the parameters are. So irrespective of what you're actually talking about and, and, your, and your phrase and, and how you actually put it together and how, how you actually put your words together, it will actually understand the parameters and, uh, and send that back to the bot. And if I actually look at my bot, um, so it's got the intent. Um, let me zoom in. So it's got the intention, and um, and it actually gives me uh, the information that I want to present. So I'm not going to run into this, but what would happen is um, in your code, Luis will actually send you the actual query that you had, and also it will actually give you... Um, Um, so it will actually tell you what the actual customer said in, in a parameterized format. So rather than listening to like different phrases, you'll actually be listening to the parameters. Um, so read about that. I mean, that, that's, I mean the, the Lewis capability itself is quite, quite large as well, um, and it's quite interesting. And if you simply want um, a bot that's just listening to questions and presenting with answers, there's another um, a feature for that. And that's actually called the Q&A uh, Q uh, maker. So what that gives you, so it's another service by Microsoft. And what it'll actually do is it'll actually take uh, a series of questions and answers, and then it'll actually tie that to your bot. So you could actually have like an FAQ. So these are pretty much for uh, FAQs. So let's say you've got a knowledge, base, uh, a knowledge base and you want to publish that to your customers. So rather than like, you know, someone jumping on the phone every time, you could actually um, publish your FAQs. But when you actually do that, you would actually be working in this portal and just um, programming your questions and the answers. And I could even use like a, like a pre-existing page. So I've just gone to Office 365 and I actually picked up this Q&A or FAQ page. So I'm just going to actually take that. Oh, didn't realize that. Um, so the Q&A maker is pretty much for FAQs. So you got all the instructions here, and it's pretty much straight question and answer. That's it. And your coding is pretty much quite minimal because you're not actually managing your um, queries and responses in your code, but you're actually managing all of that in here. And uh, so I've just simply got like, you know, if it says hi, my answer is hello. Uh, but I want much more than that because I've already got my FAQ on my website. So this has built-in capabilities to actually uh, provide my FAQ URL and it will actually recognize all my questions and answers in real time. And uh, let me go back to my knowledge base. And now you'll see that it has actually picked up all the questions and answers based on this page. And this is just my existing page. And you could, you could have that as well in your, um, in your company website. Um, it is quite in, it'll actually strip off most of the HTML. But as you can see, it can sometimes add your slash ends and your BRs and stuff like that. So you still got to have, you, you still need to go and clean it up, but you can actually feed it a CSV file or an XML file as well with the exact content you want. But the beauty of this portion here is that it will actually self-update. So you're not necessarily coming here. You could actually link your FAQ sources and this, this will do all the learning and the training. And then, um, and then once you're done, you just um, um, save and publish and then uh, your FAQ is pretty much published like that. And in your bot, um, so I'll actually show you what I've got in my bot as well. 
and um, it is actually pretty pretty minimal. It's actually just a, uh, a bunch of functions, and that's it. Because my main source for the data is the actual Q&A uh, maker service. We can get that to load. Have you? Uh, has anyone worked with uh, Azure Functions? So if you have worked with functions, you'll actually see that you're actually dealing with the same kind of terminology. You've got your CSX files if you're writing in C Sharp. You know, go, you've got your R commands and your load commands and stuff like that. And um, and it's pretty simple to use um, if you don't want your full, fully, full, like your full-on Visual Studio experience. And this bot here, and that's that's pretty much the code. That's all it's got. And uh, and behind the scenes, what it's actually doing is it's actually connecting to uh, that Q&A API uh, that I had, and uh, to get all the questions and the answers. So it'll actually match the response and the query in real time. Um, and you don't have to actually ever touch your bot again because you'll actually be updating the Q&A maker. Um, so in terms of um, handing off to a human, um, so I mean, how, how does that work? I mean, so the normal framework works in a way that you got users and your actual bot. So when it comes to handing off to a human, this is where someone can actually really need like you know real help. You know people sometimes get frustrated with talking to bots, um, and and people might actually realize that when they're actually getting like you know static answers, I mean static answers, or the same answer over and over again. You're saying I want to travel, it might ask you know the same question over and over again. Um, so you can assist um, um, with complex queries. And what would actually happen behind the scenes is you need to build some sort of middleware that will actually do some routing uh, between uh, the customers and your bot and your agents. So this is, this is not something that's supported out of the box because you had to actually build that using custom code. Um, so that think of it like two APIs, and you've got a middleware that does some routing. So when the message gets in, you'll, you can then either route it to the bot or route it, route it to an actual person uh, connected through another channel. So I don't, I don't have um, uh, a demo for that because it requires um, some complex setup. But the idea behind this is that you'll actually do some routing. Think of it like a, like a, like a network router. Just route your conversations either to the bot or to the agent. Um, and then uh, the framework supports for all of that. Um, so I think we are getting to the tail end of the presentation. As Yep. So you, you, got, you got a couple of ways to do that. So you could be actually looking at how many times the actual customer is actually asking the same thing. So you could put a counter in there. Or else you can use something like Luis um, or, or have like a static statement like help or talk to a person or you know I want to talk to someone. So you can actually be listening to uh, those phrases and then do the connection. Otherwise, it doesn't do automatically. We had to build something, something in. Uh, so in terms of design considerations, so there are guidelines to follow. Uh, if you're actually publishing your bot to uh, the marketplace. Um, so in terms of guidelines, I mean, you know, th does the bot easily solve customer's query in a minimum number of steps? You know, is it actually faster than actually jumping on the phone or going to a website? Um, and does it actually run on platforms that your users actually care about? I mean, what if your users are on Twitter, but you're trying to build a bot for Facebook? Um, you know, you've got to think about that. And um, in terms of... Um, like starting the conversation, There's just, just, these are just a, a couple of quick tips. Um, so rather than just saying, hi, how can we help you? It's quite open-ended. The customer can say anything. But rather, you could actually say, hi, uh, how can we help you? And also present with like three options. Because then it's actually clear for the customer um, what they're trying to actually, um, you know, uh, what you're actually trying to offer. And then you actually need to plan for unexpected questions as well. So you're saying make a reservation for Friday dinner. 
um, you know, sure, you know, can I, can I confirm it? So you're kind of like going in the flow. So you are saying, you know, what day, what time, you know, um, and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, the user might actually say, oh, actually, you know, I got it wrong. Um, you know, let me go back. And uh, so, you, so with form flow, it's actually quite structured. But there are ways in the code where you can actually uh, expect the unexpected. Because, you know, at a time, um, so my next tip is you can't actually expect the custom, the users to actually go in the flow. They might screw up something. They might mistype something. And they might want to go back. So that's where the form flow can actually be helpful because people can go back and you start the same question again. So, uh, for example, it's the bot is saying, what city are you traveling to? And the user is saying, help. And, and the bot is telling the same thing. So that's where you can actually got, get your bot design wrong and like pretty much annoy your customers. Um, and you could also, people could also say things like cancel, but you're just keeping, you know, asking the same question. That's not going to work. Um, and then um, you need to also validate your input as well. Um, so the animation's in, in the other way around. So, so you're asking in your, in your form flow or in your dialogue, can I have your phone number? And the customer says cancel. And it's going to say, you know, thanks, cancel has been recorded as your phone number. So with Formflow, you can actually validate using regex, for example, whether the customer is actually entering a phone number or not. So rather than just taking everything as plain text, you could put other validations around it. And, uh, and the other thing is just be transparent. Uh, just don't let the customers hanging there thinking that the bot isn't actually doing anything. Um, if you actually remember in one of my bots, it was actually showing the bot is typing. So that's another feature that you can actually implement to, to actually kind of mimic that it's actually a person behind the scenes, not really a bot. Because if, you, if it's actually a person and they're actually taking a couple of seconds to type, you'll actually see that typing or, or you know, typing or chatting or something like that. Um, so rather than just you know, annoying the users and the users are saying, hello, are you there, and stuff like that, you could actually get the bot um, you could design it in a way so it actually tells what the bot is doing. Let me take down the details, like, you know, let me go and save that. Um, and, you know, the bot is typing. So you could do all of that. Um, and and it will actually be much more human-like rather than just a digital bot. So in terms of submitting to the marketplace, there's there's few things. So it has to be something meaningful. Um, and you need to have an appropriate profile. So just like submitting uh, an app to the app, um, you know, the App Store or the Google Play Store, Microsoft have guidelines as to what your bot uh, would actually look like. Because eventually it's actually running off of the Microsoft platform. Um, so if you're taking payments, you need to be very careful as well on, in terms of how you actually do that. Um, and um, privacy policy, terms and conditions. So you need to actually uh, make up all of that uh, before you actually uh, uh, submit. Code of conduct, uh, and there's many other rules. So you know, if you're familiar with submitting a mobile app to an app store, uh, you'll actually see um, familiar um, restrictions and rules. So what do you actually need to do all of this stuff? So, uh, so if you remember, I actually went from like a really basic hello, hi kind of demo to a much more um, you know, formal and rich kind of demo. So you know, what did I actually use for all of this stuff? So I simply had the Bot Builder framework. So that's the SDK, open source, and it's on GitHub. And uh, I had my bot framework portal, which is the portal I actually register my bots. And uh, I had my simulator as well. Before I put it on Azure, or before I put it on my marketplace, I want to debug uh, in my dev uh, machine. So that's where the simulator would actually come in handy for you to actually debug uh, everything. And I actually use Cognitive Services, which is Luis and, and the Q&A Maker, because they are actually all part of the same Microsoft AI package. Um, and I also used the Cortana portal as well to do the Cortana registration, um, though it didn't work. Um, so there's a couple of things. So you can't just be relying on the framework itself. You need to actually go through quite a different things um, so you can have like that full, rich experience. Otherwise, if you just stick to like a simple thing, then it'll just be a plain text kind of um, conversation uh, that you could be building. So uh, uh, make sure to read about all of that. And, um, and if anyone's interested, I'll actually share all the links uh, on Meetup as well. So like, you know, how to, where to get the GitHub, uh, you know, where to find the GitHub repo, and where to get all these uh, portals and how to register for it. And um, everything that I did was actually running off of my same Microsoft account as well. 
And that's the beauty of that. So when you actually connect your bot to Luis or Cortana, that's actually all tied to the same uh, account. So you can manage all of that uh, very seamlessly. Um, so we went through quite a bit. So we um, saw what the framework looks like, um, a couple of things that it can do, uh, some of the channels, um, deploying and debugging, um, some tweaks uh, in terms of designing a bot, uh, what you need to submit to the marketplace, and, and what tools you need uh, you, to use. So uh, it was quite a lot. Uh, do you have any questions? So the state is actually managed by the actual SDK itself. So you don't actually have to worry about that too much. But if you ever need to actually persist the state, you you always got your databases. But in memory, this, the state is actually persisted in, in memory to start with. So that's how it actually knows like who you're actually talking to. I could actually be talking to the same bot from different channels. And it's still presented as different customers. E even though it's the same, I mean, e even if I was to actually log into Facebook using my same say my same you know, email address or use Skype with my same email address, it's still considered two sessions. So the framework manages all of that. Any other questions? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so everything that I had was actually not running on VMs. So all of that were actually running on serverless uh, stuff in Azure. So there's two ways of deploying. So you got your web apps which is running pretty much on a VM, but you don't really you know, care about the VM. So you can be scaling up. So with web apps, you could scale up or out, um, as you would normally do with a web API or a, or a site. And with the bot connector, uh, with the bot service, uh, it is like functions. So if you know functions, functions got two, method, uh, two models, consumption-based or app service-based. So consumption-based is that you're actually paying for the hits. So you get like 1 million hits for free. So that means you could have like you know back and forth one million conversations for free, uh, or else you put it on an app service plan which is um, which has a fixed cost every month. Um, so yeah, or, or else you could even host it uh, on prem, if you like. Yeah. Any other questions? Uh, I'll be here for a while, so I mean we, I can even show you what the code looks like if you're interested as well. Oh, thank you.